What does the gospel mean, which is really the good news? And the reason why we say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is the first four books of the New Testament, is the gospel because it's the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ, the prophesied Messiah, the prophesied healer, deliverer, savior for God's people that will come to pretty much make known that our God is real. Our God is alive and he is the only one true God. And it's really studying the life of Jesus Christ and really having to put our faith in him, our trust in him. This is how we know as we continue to press in, seek the Lord, seek Lord Jesus, and really trust what he's got for us. And that's why we hear a lot of people out there trying to figure out what's the truth? What can I really believe in? I truly believe if they actually opened up the Bible, got into the New Testament, the first four books, really studied, meditate, read it, put their faith in Christ, I believe God will reveal himself to them. The more we study who Christ is, the more we study the the book and God's word, because it says in the book of John, and we always tell new believers to get into the book of John, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Such a powerful revelation to receive as we get into the scriptures. I want to really talk about what is the gospel? What is the real gospel? What is the true gospel? Because I just shared what it means, what the gospel means, which is the good news. We shared that there's something we must do to continue to put our faith, confess with our mouth, and just believe that we're not our own gods, but we serve one true God. And that's what humility is. See, a lot of people out there, they believe, they don't even believe in the Bible, but they believe in a heaven or they believe they'll go to heaven because of what? Their works, because they're a good person. I believe the true gospel is not just putting our faith in Jesus, not just putting our faith in Christ and believing in Christ and the power of his, his might and pretty much just saying, hey, Lord, you're my Lord and Savior. But I believe there's, a, there's another step to it, which is walking in that faith. You know, that's why it tells us to walk by faith, not by sight. I believe it's walking in that power, walking in that anointing, walking in what God has for us. And I want to read this in Matthew 16. And I believe it's also just this, this three-step formula. And I don't always like to say formulas, but I like to keep it simple for everyone that listens or wants to get a deeper revelation on these teachings. There's like this foundation of how I need to move, how I need to walk. And I believe it's in Matthew 16, 14. It says this, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So just opening up in verse 24, let me give you these three steps. Let him deny himself. Let him take up that cross and follow me. This is the words of Jesus. So the gospel, as we start to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we become born again, I, and I believe that's really what the, the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and the power of God can just do inside of us. And it's also, we have to decide, 
we have to accept Jesus. And that's why I believe in this born again experience. That's part of it is being born above, born again, born in the spirit. And in order to walk this, there must be that first step, which is denying myself, denying my flesh. And then step two, and then it says, take up this cross. Jesus, what he did on that cross, he was he was a sacrifice. That cross is the things that you have to sacrifice. So there's things that I need to sacrifice as a follower of Christ. Once I've denied myself, denied my flesh, denied the old person, I decide what are those things that I got to sacrifice because the new you in Christ, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says that if any man is in Christ, they're a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away, right? Behold, you're a new creature, a new creation. I believe that the new you is going to cost the old you. The new person in Christ is going to cost denying ourselves and the old us. The old man is what the Bible calls it. So I'm denying myself. Then I'm what? I'm picking up that cross. I'm taking up that cross. And then what's next? I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to pick up that cross. There's things that I got to sacrifice. And then I'm going to obey the teachings of Jesus. In John chapter 8, Jesus says, those that abide in me are my disciples indeed. So there's obedience. There's being able to heed to the voice of God. In the Bible in John chapter 10, it says, my sheep hear my voice. So when I am God's sheep, he is my shepherd. And what shepherds do is they protect, right? Because whenever the wolves come, whenever the the enemy comes, he tries to take away the sheep. The sheep sometimes stray away and the shepherd comes in with his staff. And it, it says in Psalm 23, his rod and his staff, it's, it comforts me. So he's there to really protect us as our shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want, meaning he's all we need. And Jesus is really all we need in this life. And I want to obey his teachings. I want to follow his teachings because this world, the enemy, the devil, wicked spirits, there's a lot of things going on nowadays. So I need the saving power of the gospel. I need the 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 guidance of, of somebody that's going to lead me into righteousness and not allow me to fall short of already. We've already fall, fallen short. It tells us in Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Let's actually go there. And in Romans chapter 3, I'm going to read this in verse 21. And let me just read a bit about this. Uh, But it says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the, the gospel, the saving power of what Christ can do for us, It's the ability to know that we cannot save ourselves from ourselves, that we have inherited this sinful nature all the way back to Adam and Eve, and that we can't play our own gods, we can't save ourselves, and we have all fallen short and sinned of the glory of God. But it's because of the good news, it's because of the gospel, and that's able to preserve us, protect us, and deliver us from this present evil age. And the more that I continue to know what Jesus did on the cross, the more reverence, respect, honor, and love that I have for, for Jesus. Everyone likes to read, and we, we see this all around, John three sixteen. He so loved the world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
And the more that I read what Jesus really did, and again, that's picking up that cross, that sacrifice. What is that sacrifice I need to make to be able to move in purpose according to what God has on my life? Because he's the one that created us. He's the one that has made us. He's the one that knew us and, and, and formed us while we were in the womb of our own mom, our own mothers. So being able to know that it says right here at 323, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I cannot save myself from myself. It's getting into a place where I have to understand that I am a sinner that also needs a savior, right? And I don't just need to acknowledge the savior, just put my faith and trust. That's the beginning. That's the start, that born again experience. But there is a constant daily picking up that cross, denying myself every day and following Jesus every day. This is the true saving power of what the gospel can do and how it can live inside of us, that he who is within me, that is greater than he who is within this world. But how can I do that? How can I live? In Galatians 2.20, I love this verse. It is no longer I that live, right? I am now crucified in Christ. It is no longer I that live, but it is Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. So being able to acknowledge that it's not even me anymore. It's not by my, by my own works, okay? I once heard this, that going to church doesn't make you a Christian. <laughs> I know, right? But being a Christian, born again Christian, a real born again Christian should make, make you want to go to church, right? She should allow you to get excited. And church, if you look at church, I, I think it's actually what we just read in, in Matthew 16, Jesus said, hey, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. That word church just means ecclesia, which is the gathering of God's people, the gathering of the saints. So being a born again Christian should excite me to gather with other born again believers, born again Christians, knowing that I'm crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but it is Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. See, even my own life, and my own testimony, I never would have thought I'd be sharing the Bible like this. And it was just a, a surrender I had, and it was a gift that God has given me to communicate. And there's different gifts. You know, there's, there's so many different gifts we could talk about when it comes to the Bible and what the Holy Spirit can impart upon us. But I really want to encourage y'all that, yes, there is something inside of you once you've received Jesus, the Holy Spirit that indwells inside of you. But also there's something that is always present that is wanting to do evil things. Let me show you guys in... Romans 7, and that's the flesh, okay? And that is why we need to crucify this thing, deny ourselves, and we got to be crucified with Christ, picking up that cross, following the teachings of Jesus, meditating on his word day and night. Psalm chapter 1, it tells us, he shall be like a tree uh, that's, or he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, who meditates on this word day and night. In Romans 7, verse 13, it says, has then what is good become to death to me? Certainly not, but sin, that it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin, through the commandment, might become exceedingly sinful. Whew. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. This is a deeper revelation, y'all, and I just want to read this just to, just to plant this seed in us. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that is good. So there's things that my flesh wants, uh, want, wants to do. or what, There's things that my flesh wants to do that's evil. 
But there's things that I know, and it says this in verse 16. I'm going to read this one more time. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with what the law that is good. But now it is longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells inside of me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. Again, that flesh, the flesh is what we must crucify. I, I once heard this, we must crucify our flesh privately so that our flesh doesn't crucify us publicly. And then verse 21, I find then a law that is present with me, that one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I have to, and that's why we talk about Romans 12 to a lot on this channel, being simply uncaged in the mind, being simply uncaged is being renewed in the mind. If I can renew my mind, it can influence me to, to work because this mind has to be in a mind of, of Christ. It'll influence me to want to work for the Lord. I'd rather be a slave to Jesus Christ than a slave to my own sin. And if I allow my body to, to do what it wants to do, my, my flesh. So there is a present evil that is always dwelling inside of me that wants to sin, that loves to sin. That is our flesh, y'all. That is why in Matthew 16, Jesus says, I have to deny myself, pick up that cross and follow him. Oh, it's so deep. Galatians chapter five, it talks about how the flesh and the spirit are constantly warring against one another. It tells us to walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me tell y'all, the flesh wants to glorify self. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 16 to deny ourselves. The flesh wants to glorify self, but the spirit wants to glorify God. That's why we must walk in the spirit because our flesh wants to do the total opposite because it's warring against the spirit of God. It's warring, it's making and, and wanting to influence me to make decisions moment by moment, day by day. And here's the thing, y'all, we can't cast out the flesh. So we must what? Crucify the flesh. We must crucify the flesh. So the saving power of what God can do, the he who is within me that is greater than he who is within this world, God didn't just leave it to where he already knew that our flesh had this sinful nature, but he always had an answer, and that's what Jesus did on the cross. And because of what Jesus did to sacrifice himself, the Holy Spirit came, and now it is the he who is within me. That's greater than he who is within this world. It is the Holy Spirit. It talks about to allow us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. There's this regeneration that takes place inside the believer that is renovating us, that is constantly renewing and regenerating and, and allowing us to grow day by day, moment by moment. And there's a constant battle with our flesh wanting to make decisions, but it is the Holy Spirit that's going to give us that we need to continue to feed to make it stronger, to overcome these things. Things because I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to my flesh, a slave to fear because of the saving power of Jesus Christ, because of what Jesus did on the cross when he shed the blood at the cross of Calvary. Because of that, we're able to overcome the sin. 
not saying that I'm going to be sinless, but I may be able to sin less. And that's what's so powerful about knowing what Jesus can do inside of us. There's nothing out there that can do this. You could try it. You can go to all sorts of uh, supernatural powers or mystical things out there. But I'm telling y'all, nothing compares to the power that is holy. And that's why we call it the Holy Spirit. I don't know what other spirits other people are operating out of. If it ain't holy, I don't want it. <laughs> Amen. So I really want to impart this upon us because I just truly believe what Jesus can do and how it's been able to not just in my life, but I've heard hundreds and thousands of testimonies out there of what Jesus has done in other people's life. Let's go to Matthew 7, because again, we're talking about the power of the gospel. You know, it's not just this lukewarm Christianity where we go in and we just read the word, we hear the word, but if we don't do anything about it, we, we actually deceive ourselves. In the book of James, it tells us, do not just be hearers of this word, but be doers deceiving yourselves. Because if you don't do anything about what you hear, you are just deceiving yourself. <laughs> In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus uh, talks about this, uh, the, the, the person that is the, the wise and the fool. The fool hears these sayings, doesn't do anything about them. They hear Jesus' teachings, doesn't do anything about them. But the wise person builds their house on a rock, hears these sayings, and does something about them. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken, to, liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. See, the reason why we have to be deeply rooted with Christ and why we got to put our faith, trust in Christ every day, follow his commandments, deny ourselves, picking up our, that cross, sacrificing things that, again, the flesh will never please the spirit. And then there's this sacrifice that I must make in certain areas of my life that are not of the Lord, not part of his will, not his dreams, not his plans, not his thoughts. And then I got to follow Jesus. I got to follow and obey the teachings of Christ. The wind's going to come for both the foolish and the wise person. The wind will come. Okay, there will be a wind. But no matter what takes place, as long as I'm deeply rooted in Christ Jesus, as long as I'm deeply rooted, and I'm not talking about the false gospel, the, the one that tries to tickle the ear and the one that doesn't convict you of your sin and your unrighteousness. I'm talking about the saving power of the truth, the glory of God, the saving power of the gospel, the good news, who Jesus Christ really is. It, this is the Jesus of the Bible, y'all. Not the Jesus of our feelings, not a God that we start to make of our own. He's not a Jehovah genie where you rub the lamp three times and then you make wishes and he's going to do that the snap of a finger. I'm talking about a provider, a Jehovah Jireh. I'm talking about walking in righteousness, walking in holiness, reverence, respect, honor, and glory to God. And I promise you blessings will flow and chains will break because of the blood of Jesus. Curses will break because of the blood of Jesus. Old thought processes will break because of the blood of Jesus. Strongholds will be torn down, taking every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. These things will break and it's not going to be a fake happiness. It's not going to be a fake joy. It's going to be real fruit, not fake fruit. 
that's going to be able to allow you to move in the glory of what God truly has for you. I'm not talking about this false Jesus that people are trying to preach. All right. This is how to know somebody by their fruit. And not just when they're at the tippity tops and blessings are overflowing. I'm talking about when trial comes, when tribulation comes, when challenges come. Will they still follow Jesus? It's because when you're deeply rooted, when a tree is deeply rooted, no matter what storms or wind blows, they're so rooted that they're not going to fall. But the only firm foundation that I got to be rooted in is in Jesus Christ. He is the rock. He is the fortress. He is the strong tower. He is my firm foundation. Divorce comes. Business may fail. You go bankrupt. Things start to take place where people are talking bad. The enemy tries to really come to shake you up. Because here's the thing. If the enemy can't wear, uh, uh, take you out, he wears you out. So he's going to do things to try to get you to grow weary. But the Bible says to not grow weary. Galatians 6. Do not grow weary for doing good. For in due season, you will reap a good harvest. Okay. The wind blows. The wise and the foolish man will get wins no matter what whether you're wise or fool you will endure a wind you will endure some storms but that is not going to be the difference the difference is where is your foundation who have you put your faith on what are you building off of and it better be that rock it better be lord jesus and the only way to be different between the wise and the fool is the fool hears the sayings doesn't do nothing about it the wise person hears these sayings and starts getting to work, starts laboring. I always like to say, get get on your knees and pray, then get on your feet and work. You have to look at the seed. The seed can be right here on my table and I can be praying until I turn blue and I can be saying, hey, I believe in you. You're going to grow. You're going to grow. But until I actually labor and I don't just hear, I go in, I take the seed, I plant it to good ground and I don't just plow. I don't just plow. I plant. But I also water it and nurture it daily. I don't set it and forget it. You don't just forget about a seed you plant. You water it. That's why it says denying ourselves, picking up that cross and following him. And this is a daily surrender. So hopefully this gave you guys more clarity on the level of surrender it takes. Your level of surrender also is in direct correlation to the level of encounter that you're going to have with Christ, right? With God these encounter moments. I pray that you have king encounters. You have encounters with the king. This is the true gospel. It's not just saying, I believe, I believe, I believe and play, you know, play church. That's not it anymore. You can't be fighting a full-time devil as a part-time Christian, a part-time follower of Christ. It is time to get right with God, seek him daily, day in, day out. And man, at the end of the day, I pray that you just you sleep, you lay your head down on that bed knowing that you gave your life to Christ. You at least put him above everything and a lot of decisions you made throughout that day. You seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and let everything else be added onto you. Praise the Lord. I love y'all Simply Uncaged fam. If you guys enjoy this, uh, feel free. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, the like, comment, ask any questions below. We love to read those. If you're here on any of the podcast platforms, so grateful if you guys give us a rating. We love y'all. Got, got some merch. This is our God first merch right here. I'll make sure that gets linked in the description section. God bless y'all. Did you guys learn anything about what the true gospel is? The real gospel? Hallelujah. In Jesus name, see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.